Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com My name is Jason Newland This is Let Me Bore You to Sleep um, Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes I'm laughing because I've just I don't even know what it is I'm looking at. It's a video of someone. Just, I don't know what they're doing. It's on Facebook. Wow, okay. Andre is being a bit of a pain at the moment. He's been very naughty. I took him out for a walk a little while back. And for some reason, that was not enough for him. It was not enough. And now at half past ten in the evening, well, for the last half an hour really, he's been scratching at the front door trying to get out. Not constantly, but, you know, backwards and forwards. Every time I move my little finger, he jumps up thinking it's, I'm going to take him out. And I'm not. <laughs> I'm genuinely not going to take him out. Because he's been out, and I'm not going out again. And I think the time I took him out, we'll put this way, I got home at half seven. So, you know, it's only three hours ago that I actually got home with him. And we were out for probably 40 minutes, maybe longer. I actually put a little video on Facebook. I need to start putting this, the videos and uh, pictures and stuff on my, web, my website, I think. There's a little bit of a stutter there. My website. Wow. So... I think Andre deserves his own section, his own unique place in the website. So I might just call it Andre's World or something, I don't know, Andre the Ferret or something in the menu and you can just click on there and there'll be pictures and videos and whatever. Oh, here's something. Well, it's probably not exciting, but and not probably not going to bother too many people. But the recording I did of Andre, I did a like a podcast episode where it was Andre. Andre's uh, "Let Me Bore You to Sleep." That's lost forever and ever and ever. It's lost. It's gone. It's gone. Because um, the laptop broke and I lost everything that was on the laptop. How can something that weighs less than a bag of sugar make so much noise? So I was climbing up onto the big, black, squeaky, dirty, falling apart chair 
is now on the table next to it. I've moved all the plates off so we can't push them onto the floor, which is his favourite thing. And now he's looking at me. He's like, okay. wants me to pick him up and then I go to pick him up and he, he pulls away don't you you're just he's like that sometimes he wants to be cuddled and he wants kisses and cuddles and attention and all that stuff but at the same time he doesn't I don't he doesn't I don't know it's weird he's a weird Give daddy kisses. Shall I tickle your belly? Shall I tickle your tummy? Shall I tickle your tummy? Yeah. Sometimes he's pretty good. Oh, bless you. I think he's allergic to me. Just keeps sneezing. Are you allergic to your daddy? Huh? <laughs> oh, I'm massaging his hand, his right hand, like the palm of his hand. You know where the pads are. Um, just massage. He likes that. And if I massage the pads on each finger, or underneath each finger, he likes that as well. Because when I do it, he just lays there and he doesn't move. It's, I think it's uh, acupressure, isn't it? Acupressure for ferrets. Why do you like that so much? I don't know if it's because it feels nice or he just he's happy the fact that my finger's getting covered in whatever muck he's collected. Because I definitely need to wash my hands after doing this. Because he's been running around in the park, in the field, everything, don't you? He said to me the other day, he said, Daddy, I said, yeah. He said, how come adults have to be told to wash their hands? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He's, he said, well, there's adverts on television and in the papers and on the internet telling adults to wash their hands. I said, yeah. He said, but they're adults. I said, yeah, what's your point? Well, these are people that are allowed to drive cars. They're trusted to drive cars. Yeah. They're trusted to have mortgages. Yeah. They're trusted to have children. Yeah. He said in some parts of the world they're even trusted to have guns. I said, yeah, what's your point? He said, well, if they can't be trusted to wash their hands, how can they be trusted with that stuff? With anything else, really. Because if they can't, if they can't trust, you know, wash their hands, then they're just little children, aren't they? He is so rude. 
Honestly, couldn't believe it. It's like Andre, you can't go around saying stuff like that. You can't mock, you know, practically an entire world of adults. You know, it's just billions of people he's made fun of. Yeah, but they should be able to wash their hands. I mean, it's a very basic, simple thing, isn't it? If their brain can't cope with that, why are we allowing them to use metal cutlery? They should be using plastic cutlery, surely. <laughs> it's so rude. I mean, sure, it's dangerous, isn't it? Shouldn't we be taking their shoelaces away and stuff? I mean, you know, who knows? It's this, if they can't even handle washing their hands. You know what I mean? What, you don't give them a front door key, do you? Never mind a mortgage. Come on, that's enough, Andre, now. Yeah, but you, know, you can't wash their hands. I mean, how complicated is it? I mean, really? Bar of soap, wash, 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 wash. That's it. Really simple. I said, well, do you wash your hands? He said, I don't have to, I'm a ferret. He's always got an answer, always got an answer. And he ran away laughing. I mean, I... I it's amazing, though, really, you think about it. About a hundred years ago, I think it was discovered that we needed to use soap and hot water with surgeons I'm talking about surgeons <laughs> can you believe it okay, I've got to google this I'm sorry I have to when did surgeons start using <laughs> using soap the only reason I'm going into this is because I've, I've already researched it before but I just want to kind of I don't want to say it unless it's true. Um, well, first of all, this is the first thing it says. The concept of preoperative body washing, washing with an antiseptic solution before surgery, was introduced over 30 years ago. <laughs> 30 years. With the aim of reducing skin bacteria load. When did doctors start using soap? It wasn't until the mid-19th century that some doctors in the United States and Europe began to wash their hands before examining patients, and even though then only in certain cases. Wow. Okay, so basically 1867... Okay, so it's over 100 years. 1867, 1967, 77, 87, 97, 2000, 7. It's 140 odd years. You know, I mean, it's a long time if you're constipated. But it's, you know, in, in like Earth years, in, you know, planetary kind of time scale, 140 years is not a lot. I mean, it is if I, I guess if you live in a, a really young country 
and you think, you know, 400 years is a long time, when actually, you know, there's countries that have been around, well, have all been around for millions of years probably, but, you know, look at China. I think China's the the oldest, the oldest um, people, like as far as, blah, 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 I've got no ending to that sentence, but as far as, you know, <laughs> see, I don't understand, why doesn't Trump like China? I mean, they built a pretty good wall, didn't they? I thought he'd be impressed. Anyway, Doctor's Redemption. In 1867, two years after Semmelweis' death, Scottish surgeon John Lister also propelled the idea of sanitising hands and surgical instruments to halt infectious diseases. His ideas had their critics too, but in the 1870s, physicians began regularly scrubbing up before surgery. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, and it says here, yeah, the idea of washing hands is only 151 years old. Basically, Joseph Lister, he published an article in The Lancet, which is the surgeon medical thing, an address on the antiseptic system of treatment in surgery. Uh, was a description of a new way of doing operations that he first presented in Glasgow, Scotland, where he practiced medicine. Why did I have to mention where he practiced medicine? I mean, where he stacked shelves in a supermarket? Obviously not. The surgeon. At that time, the germ theory of disease was just a theory. So germs didn't exist 150 years ago. Okay? Germs did not exist. They were not known of. Didn't have an idea. Weren't, didn't have a clue. 150 years ago. I mean, can you imagine there's people alive now who, when they were born, there was still uncertainty about germs. There's probably still people not sure. There probably still are people. The Flat Earth Society. Anyway, the, the Earth's not flat, it's not round, it's bumpy. Yeah. It's bumpy, it's lumpy, it's a lumpy thing. So, Lister's innovation was simply to try to kill the germs. Lister used a spray made of carbolic acid on wounds, breasts and surgical tools. He also washed his hands. Very unpopular back then. A bit like now, really. Well, it's a bit like December last year. Obviously, January this year became a bit more popular. The acid killed the germs before they had a chance to cause infection, and the hand washing kept new germs from being introduced. Lister. Do you reckon that's where Listerine came from? You know, the mouthwash. 
from his name. Lister described the positive outcomes that this new way of doing surgery had for his patients. Wounded limbs, which would be unhesitantly condemned. Uh, uh, I want to read that, so this is a bit too... Bleh. So basically start cleaning wounds, which led to less serious problems. So they... They didn't know about germs, but they realised that what they were doing was working. What he was doing was working. I suppose they worked backwards from there. As there appears to be no doubt regarding the cause for this change, the importance of the fact can hardly be exaggerated, he wrote. Although British and American surgeons were irked by the Scottish, by the Scottish upstart, according to Harvard University, by 1875, sterilisation of instruments and scrubbing of hands were widely practised. Carbolic spray was exchanged for other antiseptics by 1885. So basically it's because of Lister. Which I'm not going to... Um, wow... Before this, before this, before Lister, it says here bed linen and laboratory coats were not washed and surgical instruments were only cleaned before they were put away for storage. The same probe was used for all, for the wounds of all patients during rounds to look for pockets of, uh, Basically, they just shared the same instruments and stuff. Uh, wow. So there's there's another there's another strain to this. Bam bam bam. So there's another strain to it. Let's have a look. Do 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 do. Here we go. Because I was surprised at this when I first read this. Okay, here we go. So, this is the story, and it's a story of a, of a man whose ideas could have saved lots of lives and spared countless numbers of women and newborns feverish and agonizing you'll notice I said could have the year was 1846 this is a really interesting story by the way the year was 1846 and our would-be hero was a Hungarian doctor named Ignis Samelwies Samelwies it's a nice name Samelwies Samelwies was a man of his time, according to Justin Lesler, an assistant professor at John Hopkins School of Public Health. I know how this ends as well. I watch a documentary on it. It was a time Lesler described as the start of the golden age of the physician scientist, when physicians were expected to have scientific training. 
Because in the old days, if you go back far enough, I think they used to have like barbers used to do operations. You know, <laughs> when they said anything else for the weekend, they were talking about you know hysterectomies and um, I don't know whatever else men have done. It's just so doctor like doc so doctors like Samelwees are no longer thinking of illness as an imbalance caused by bad air or evil spirits. Hundred and fifty years ago. Hundred and fifty years ago illness was caused by bad air or evil spirits. <sighs> Wow. Mind you, there are parts of the world where people still think that. Okay, I should. There are parts of the world where some people still think that. And mind you, there's probably parts of my town that still think that. Do you? You do occasionally see people like, what's that? What's that? Oh no! It's a street light, just just a light bulb, you know. The young Dr. Samuel Sweez was no exception when he showed up for his new job in the maternity clinic at the General Hospital in Vienna. He started collecting some data of his own. Samuel Weiss wanted... Oh, it might be Samuel Wise. It doesn't matter. He's dead. He's not going to complain. Samuel Weiss wanted to figure out why so many women in maternity wards and would not survive in childbirth. He studied two maternity wards in hospital. One was staffed by all male doctors and medical students. I'm sure I've read this before. Anyway, I know I've read it, but I'm sure I've read it out loud before because this bit doesn't even... It's not surprising, but it doesn't seem realistic, you know? It's almost like you're making this up. This is just pathetic. This is this is like the kind of news story that you'd read today. Just sensationalist, exaggerated. But it's true. It's like just it's like really it can't be true. Anyway, here we go. He studied two maternity wards in hospital. One was staffed by all male doctors and medical students, and the other was staffed by female midwives. And he counted the number of um, fatalities on each ward, so women that didn't survive the childbirth. When Samarwise crunched at the numbers, he discovered that women in a clinic staffed by doctors and medical students, um, that's the one that was looked after by men, solely men, I guess to... The pregnant people were women. Doesn't say. Five times higher death rate than the women in the mid the mid midwives clinics. But why? Okay, here's totally listen. Samuel Wise went through the differences between the two wards and started ruling out ideas. Right away, he discovered a big difference between the two clinics. In the midwives' clinics, women gave birth on their side. In the doctors' clinic, women gave birth on their backs. 
Um, he tested it out, changed it, and he said there's no no effect. So it made no difference. Whether you did it on your side or your back or on your head. Well, maybe not on your head. That's just a silly. Then Semmelwise noticed that whenever someone in the ward um, passed away through childbirth, a priest would walk slowly through the doctor's clinic past the women's beds with an appending ringing, an attendant ringing bell. This time, Samuelwise theories that the priest and the bell ringing so terrified the women after birth that they developed a fever and got ill. He tested this out on the other ward, no effect. By now, Samuelwise was frustrated. He took a leave from his hospital duties and travelled to Venus. Venice. He hoped the break and a good dose of art would clear his head. Never gone on holiday for a good dose of art. I'd like to have a good fart, but I never had a good dose of art. When Semmelwies got or got back to the hospital, some sad but important news was waiting for him. One of his colleagues, a pathologist, had uh, passed away. It was common occurrence. It was a common occurrence, according to. Uh, a teacher of, the, uh, of medicine at the Queen's University of Kingston, Ontario. Okay. <clears throat> so she says, this was a revelation. Childbed fever wasn't something only women in childbirth got sick from. It was something other people in hospital could get sick from as well. Ah, so it's not related to the birth or to the baby or giving birth. This often happened to the pathologists, Duffin says. There was nothing new about the way he passed away. He pricked his finger while doing an autopsy on someone who had passed away from the childbed fever. And then he got sick and uh, passed away. I'm trying not to focus on that part of the thing, but the good stuff, well, it's quite a grim story really, but it brings us to something important. Semmelweis studied the pathologist's symptoms and realised that the pathologist um, had the same thing as the, as the women. He caught the same thing. So it's like, how can that be? How can it be? And then he said, why were more, more women dying from a childbed fever in a doctor's clinic than in a midwife's clinic? five times as many Duffin said it offered him a clue This, he said the big difference between the doctor's ward and the midwife's ward is that the doctors were doing autopsies and midwives weren't she said so some wheels hypnotised hypothized hypothized that there were cadaverous particles <laughs> Yeah, okay, so basically spreading um, germs, basically. If Semmelweis hybrid, so basically going from one thing to another without, you know, and spreading that. If Semmelweis' hypothesis was correct, getting rid of those cadaverous particles should cut down on the rate uh, of, you know, fever and illness. 
So he ordered his medical staff to start cleaning their hands and instruments, not just with with soap, but with chlorine solution. Can you believe these surgeons, doctors, had to be told to wash their hands? Um, Chlorine, as we know today, is about the best disinfectant there is. Is it? Um, Semmelweese didn't know anything about germs. He chose the chlorine because he thought it would be the best way to get rid of any smell left behind by those bits of uh, thing. So that's what they, they didn't know about germs, but they, they, at that time, if something had a bad smell, then they would contribute that or attribute it to something being wrong. You know, like, oh, it's a bad smell, something not good there. But didn't know about germs. So he chose something to get rid of the smell. That was his main thing. So he could easily have just got some washing up liquid or, uh, I don't know. What kind of things have a weird smell? Paint, I suppose, but that uh, strawberry milkshake. I don't know, I suppose lots of different things are different, you know, funny smell, isn't there? Like there was that medicine when I was a kid and it was really tasty it was I think strawberry might have been banana I think it was strawberry and I think it was penicillin but it was strawberry flavour and it was gorgeous and I still think well why why can't we still have that you know why why? that's one of the I used to look forward to getting ill so I could have it it's just so nice um, so basically Semmelweis didn't know anything about germs he chose a chlorine because he thought it would be the best way to get rid of any smell left behind by you know the bits and bobs that were on their hands and when he imposed this the rate of childbed fever fell dramatically. What Semmelweis had discovered is something that still holds true today. Hand washing is one of the most important tools in public health. It can keep kids from getting the flu, prevent the spread of disease and keep infections at bay. You'd think everyone would be thrilled. Semmelweis had solved the problem but they weren't thrilled. Seriously, they weren't. So this is someone that had basically saved millions and millions, maybe billions of people's lives. Well, millions. But they didn't, they weren't pleased with him. For one thing, doctors were upset because Semmelweis's hypothesis Hypothesis made it look like they were the ones giving childbed fever to the women. So the men took it seriously, you know, they took it personally. And Selmwise, Semmelweis was not very tactful. 
Yeah, that one probably didn't help, did it? He publicly berated people who disagreed with him and made some influential enemies. Eventually, the doctors gave up the chlorine hand-washing and Semmelweis, he lost his job. So they gave up on it because they didn't like him. Because he annoyed them so much, they decided not to do it. Even today, convincing healthcare pr providers to take hand-washing seriously is a challenge, it says here. I don't know how much that, uh, true that is. Um, mind you, we do have adverts for the population to watch. Please wash your hands. Wow. We really, do we really need to be told that? Clearly people do. Samoese kept trying to convince doctors in other parts of Europe to wash with chlorine, but no one would listen to him. Hundreds of thousands of hospital patients get infections each year. Infections that can be, you know, very hard to treat and just really awful sometimes. The Centers of Disease Control and Prevention says hand hygiene is one of the most important ways to prevent these infections. Right, this is a this is the thing. So it's a really positive story because other people did pick up on it later, you know, well, I don't know, a few years later or whatever, and then they I guess they had a bit of more charisma about them or they were a bit more higher up or respected or maybe had money or fame and sort of people listened to the person but they didn't want to listen to him for some reason. Over the years, Semmelweis got angrier and eventually even strange. I'm not sure whether <laughs> there's been speculation he developed a mental condition brought on by possible syphilis or even Alzheimer's. And in 1865, when he was 47, he was committed to a asylum. And, and it says that he was probably beaten in the asylum and eventually died of sepsis. Okay, we'll, we'll move on from that. But the point is, washing your hands is quite good. Uh, <laughs> that's it, that's all. I just remember hearing that story or watching the documentary on that. It's like, why don't people, why is this not public knowledge? Um, wow, I'm just reading this. It says, it wasn't until the 1980s that hand hygiene was officially incorporated into American healthcare with the first national hand hygiene guidelines. The 1980s. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh. Okay, I suppose I shouldn't spend the whole time on washing hands, but <laughs> I find it really, 
really interesting. There's actually a web. There's a website called the Global Hand Washing Partnership. Andre. Hand washing has been a central component of personal hygiene and a religious and cultural custom for many years. However, the link between hand washing and health was first made less than two centuries ago. And he's talking about Ignace Chenoise. Um, so that he, a few years after him, um, it was during the Crimean Crimean War, brought about a new hand washing champion, Florence Nightingale. At a time when most people believed that infections were caused by foul odors called miasmas, Florence Nightingale implemented hand washing and other hygiene practices in the war hospital in which she worked. While a target of these practices was to fight demiasmas, Nightingale's hand washing practices achieved a reduction in infections. So again, it's still believed that during Florence Nightingale's life, still believed that the infections were called by the smell but didn't know about germs. Um, it says, sadly, the hand hygienist hy hygiene practices promoted by Simmel Wees and Nightingale were not widely adopted. Widely, not wild, wildly, wildly adopted. In general, hand washing promotion stood still for over a century. <laughs> it was not until the 1980s when a string of foodborne outbreaks and healthcare associated infections led to public concern that the United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention identified hand hygiene as an important way to prevent the spread of infection. 1980s, are you serious? In doing so, they heralded the first nationally endorsed hand hygiene guidelines and many more have followed. In recent years, hand washing with soap and other forms of hand hygiene have been gaining recognition as a cost-effective, essential tool for achieving good health and nutrition. Now that its effectiveness is no longer in question, the main focus on how to, is on how to make hand washing universal. This challenge sustained hand washing practice at key times is being met with new thinking about behaviour change, such as habit formation and nudges. <laughs> I guess I mean by that is like a sign above the sink saying, or perhaps on the door of the bathroom or toilet. Wash, turn around, go to the sink and wash your hands, you dirty, dirty person. And wash that poo on your hands. Increase some research into the impact of hygiene and the collaboration into organisations such as the Global Hand Washing Partnership. Everyone can promote good hand washing behaviour. Wow. There's even a Global Hand Washing Day. 
seriously, October the 15th. So this isn't a new a new organisation. This is something that's been going for quite a while from the looks of it. October the 15th is Global Hand Washing Day, a global advocacy day dedicated to increasing awareness and understanding about the importance of hand washing with soap as an effective and affordable way to prevent diseases and save lives. And that's the thing, soap is really cheap, isn't it? You know, it's really, I've got, yeah, soap. What is that soap that stinks? You know, you sometimes smell someone they've got their soap and it's like, oh, what is that? I don't know if it's, if it, is it medicated soap or, I don't know, but it's, there's a certain soap and I've only smelled probably smell about 12 people in my life with it and you know during my lifetime I smelled like what is that I think it's I think it might be maybe it's dental soap I don't know but it's definitely got a a, um, a certain smell about it which is fine to be fair dental soap is probably the best thing to use isn't it Whatever is the best, uh, whatever does the job, really. I mean, get caught up in, I use Dove. Because it's soap, but it also is moisturiser as well. Because, you know, I like to keep my hands nice and soft. Um, wow. So the Global Hand Washing Day, I mean, all this, this has been going on long before this year. So what I might do is see if there's an about page about us. Who are we? Our history. Well, 1998, they started. Public-private hand washing programs. They started in 1998. Oh my goodness. So I tell you, I think the, the reason why people get away with not washing their hands is because they're not being observed. If someone's being watched, they're more likely to do it. But you can't watch someone when they're in the bathroom or in the toilet, public toilet, whatever. You can't watch them. You can't put a camera in there, not legally. But if they were being watched, they're more likely to do it. Because when I'm in, in a public toilet, and, you know, if there's someone else in there when I come out of the stall, then, you know, I'll pretend to wash my hands. But if there's no one there, I'll just like, yeah, just walk straight out. <laughs> I've beat the system. Ba -ba -bum. And I shake hands with as many people as I can. No, I don't. Isn't that weird? How strange. Very weird. So... 
So I've been using the iPad. And um, I uploaded yesterday's recording. And it was a lot quicker this time, a lot quicker. Because I used the, well, I forget what it's called, something wave. Sticky, sticky wave, is it? Let me have a look. Uh, twisted wave. So I'm using twisted wave to edit the audio. And I've also got, I'm now doing the, I figured out how to do the images as well on the iPad for the individual podcasts because I put the, the number and the time or the length of the podcast episode just, you know, just to make it easier for people to sort of decide if they can handle a whole 20 minutes or a whole hour. And I started looking at, well, I did a deep sleep whisper recording, which I uploaded again today as well, which was good. No, yesterday, yesterday, today, yeah. So I did that today, deep sleep whisper. Number 50, no, 252 or 253. So that was uploaded. So that went quite well. I'm still not... Well, yeah, I'm not... I'm kind of getting used to it, but it's still quite... I have to use the pencil to do it. So Because it's very... The screen's smaller. Because with Audacity, you could just... Uh, click on the... Like with the... The mouse click on the increase size and it will just increase it really big quite quickly and you can just go into sometimes I could go in and delete tiny 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 bit and it would take out the sound like a clicking sound or a buzzing sound or a, you know this is a little bit more complicated because the screen's smaller it's not hugely smaller, but it is smaller. And I'm having to to enlarge it. I'm pulling my fingers apart, you know, to make it bigger. And I lose my way a little bit where it is, where I am on the screen. So it's just about getting used to it. I mean, I've only edited two recordings, no, three, no, two, two, on using this one. So I think I'll give myself a break on that. And I relaunched the website yesterday or early hours this morning. So I was hoping, because I wanted to get all of the latest recordings on there before I not relaunched it, I just put it back online it's not no big relaunch but it was a case of I wanted it to be complete and up to date but it isn't because 
I didn't realise that just in the last two weeks I've recorded quite a few sessions. Not huge amounts, but quite a few. And so I'm still a little bit behind on that, but I will. I'll get it done. And then there's the learning how to use the thing because I do recording sometimes that are both with and without background music. So I'm figuring out how to do the recordings and add the background music. Because it's like an overlay, paste an overlay on it. So it's just very different because I need them to both be at different volumes. So the background music needs to be at a lower volume than the recording. So yeah, it's a uh, it's okay. It's just a bit of a learning sleep steep weep thing. But I kind of was I was pushed to do it. I've been looking at doing it for ages, you know, the last month or so. But with the the laptop going to heaven. I had, I had to sort of get on the ball, really get it sorted. Otherwise, how am I going to upload stuff? Am I, I can record, but Andre, shut up! Oh, he's in his tube. Uh, there's no point recording stuff if I can't upload it. Uh. And other stuff I've been looking at video editing as well. But for some reason, I don't know why, because I used the the editor that came. Is it Garage? No. Oh, yeah, I, iMovie. For some reason, basically what I was going to do is just to start with, have an image, you know, podcast, episode image, and then just the audio underneath, and had that for 20, 18 minutes, or whatever the deep sleep one was. And then build on that, you know, start to look at other ways of doing stuff, and eventually have animations, and uh, things like that. So I, I learned, I figured out how to do it, how to edit the video, how to make the, add the, the audio, how to add enough pictures, because there was only a certain amount, uh, you know, so I figured out how to do that. But the end result was this oversized picture, and it didn't have the whole picture in it, it was just part of the picture. Which wasn't what I wanted, so... Um, I guess I can, it's a case of just watching some YouTube tutorial videos and stuff and figuring out how to change that. But ideally I want to get some swirling images, maybe some spiralling and things like that. And then my voice underneath, so it's a moving video, 
but my voice underneath. Ideally with uh, subtitles as well. Because apparently it's, it's become a quite popular thing to do, to add subtitles. I suppose the only other way of doing it would be to just get back on camera. And I just uh, don't really fancy that. Yeah. Hear him. Even when he's asleep, he can't keep quiet. He can't keep still. He's hyperactive. Bless him. So I. I'd like to, yeah, maybe try and do something on YouTube because I've, I've got an audience on there. It's not a big audience, but the reason for that is because I've got no videos. And that sounds like an obvious thing. I've got hundreds of, you know, about 900 videos, if not more. But the most recent stuff is just podcasts uploaded and it's just a static page which does you know and it's not many people really want to watch that because of the image rather than the sound so if I can do a spiral like some of the other hypnosis videos do I think I could probably start to get a larger audience on YouTube pretty quickly. It's just going to take a bit of work and figuring out how to do it. I've been online trying to figure out, trying to, because also apps, apps are very strange because they don't always work the same, quite often they don't work the same as websites. For example, I made that video and I was going to upload it to YouTube and I couldn't. Yeah, I can make a video on my phone and upload it to YouTube instantly. Well, you know, it just goes through easily using the YouTube app. So there's all this sort of new stuff to learn that I haven't... I've not really been involved in YouTube, like making videos or any of that stuff for years. And the last time I got involved really was when I was making, it's still on there on my channel, I was making videos with candles. <laughs> it wasn't an adult film, don't worry. It was, it was a, so I filmed candle on a candle holder, it was all nice, all sort of um, jewellery and you know, all kinds of stuff. And I just record film the candle for maybe an hour and a half, two hours. And then I just cut the, cut down the video length to suit the length of the audio and they were quite good 
because I've got a bit of feedback. Everyone likes to give feedback, don't they? Oh, feedback, feedback. Everyone in the comments. A few people are like, oh, this is boring. Why can't you do the spiral like the other videos? Why can't you show your face? What are you scared of? There was one person that said something that really kind of... I took the advice, actually. They said, maybe you get more views of your videos if you actually lit the candle. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, fair enough. So, um, I did that. I also had a... What's it called? The waxy things. Not my ears. Yeah, I took a pic, took a video of my big ears flapping. No. Um, lava lamps. I bought two lava lamps. This is a couple of years back. And I filmed them. Uh, yeah, so... I thought that would be a little bit different from doing the graphics or anything. So there, there is ways of doing it. I've just been lazy. I've been lazy. But part of that is because YouTube, I fell out of love with YouTube quite a few years ago. And I'm starting to think maybe, because I do have, I do have an audience on there and the people that do still listen to my old stuff from, you know, 10 years ago. They're still listening to me. They're still watching me on YouTube and Oh, okay, maybe, maybe if I put a bit more effort in to the YouTube videos, because I can definitely, I know how to put a YouTube video together, you know, the introduction and add in some graphics and all that stuff, I can do that. I used to use Windows Video Maker. For years, so I learned how to use that, and I've also used a few other video editing um, software packages. I never became good at it, but I became adequate. I mean, if you really searched through my video catalogue on YouTube, you'll find some of the videos are quite good. As far as the introduction, I had one with music. I had, you know... Is, you know, some of them are quite good, but they're hidden <laughs> as far as, you know, it's just have to go through a lot of them to find them. And because there are about 900, if not more, you know, good luck with that. So, yeah, I mean, I spoke, yeah, so I'm going to look into that over the next week or so. I'm going to try and spend a little bit of time every day learning a bit more about the video side of things and how I can put together some decent videos as well as sort of trying to learn a bit more about the editing side of things because I also want things to be I want things to improve you know I want this the recordings to be a better quality if possible. It's just there's I think the only limitations apart from myself, you know, getting in my own way, 
sometimes it's the this you know the background sounds that I have and even in my shed in the bedroom I still hear a pigeon in the garden Horace the pigeon it's followed me around for years and it's like something about pigeons is so loud so oh, and also this is weird I was about to take Andre for a walk and I heard this banging against I don't know what it was this banging outside in the hallway so I go out can't figure what it is and there's a bird I think it was like a pigeon or a dove uh, and it was trying to get out it was, it was smashing against the windows trying to get out so it had come in one of the back doors at the bottom of the block of flats so I kept trying to get it and he was like trying to get away from me you know So I put the knife down in the net and I said, oh, I just grabbed him. Managed to get hold of him in the end. And he was like, eh, get off me, get off me. He's like, God, it's just like Andre. And uh, I opened the window. So I'd already opened one of the windows to let him out. The other window is, it's actually um, sealed shut because it was falling apart. So instead of replacing the window, they sealed it shut council and so I let the I let the bird out that was nice my stomach's making some weird noises I had my food delivery today so nice so nice I've actually got enough food To last me until next week. I mean, enough of everything. I don't even need to go to the shops for milk. I got four, four. Um, I think they're one liters of milk, and because they're Cravendale, they 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 just last longer. And the best milk I've ever had in my life, Cravendale. Once you go craving now, you won't want to go back. Unless, of course, you do. It's really, it's purified. Which means it's probably not as healthy as normal milk. I don't know, but it's just, it, you know, it doesn't go off as quick. And so I bought some, I think the the date, the, the run out date is sort of in August. And we're only, what, 23rd of July or 22nd? So I bought four, four of them that got delivered. So now I open one up and I only, I only have it on my breakfast cereal and I have one cup of coffee a day, generally. Unless a friend, my friend comes up, I might have one as well. If he comes up like in the afternoon, like in the morning or something. Generally, my routine is I get up. I mean, my routine. This is my routine. 
And this is my preference. I actually set my alarm to do this this morning. Because I was talking about it yesterday and I thought, I'm not going to leave it to chance. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure. Because I love that start to the day. So I set my alarm for quarter past seven in the morning. I've only been in bed for about three hours or four hours. But I sleep during the day anyway, so it's fine. But I just wanted to make sure I was awake. And because there's been a lot of um, building work, accounts has been here digging up the garden, uh, there's some gas stuff being done. So I haven't really been able to get the best sleep during the day uh, this week or last week, whatever week we're in. No, this week. Which is fine, I'm not that bothered. And I set my alarm for quarter past seven. Andre was just sitting there waiting for me to get out of bed. <laughs> he was, he was actually on the floor like, staring at me. I was like, really? It's like, it's weird. I mean, I don't know if he'd already been on the, t- on the bed, you know, poking me in the ear and stuff, trying to get me out. Waking me up, biting me toes. So I get up out of bed. Those 15 minutes are enough for me to get up, turn the kettle on, go to the toilet, do a wee wee. I clean my teeth. Um, I go to yeah, go to the toilet. Sometimes you know, it's not always a wee wee. Go to the toilet, clean my teeth. Then I wipe my bum. Andre, shush. I'll tell you something, I could not live with him. I mean, I know I do live with him, but if he was a girlfriend, I'd have to. The, the fidgeting is so fidgety. If I was sleeping in bed, in fact, I do sometimes sleep in bed with him. And what he does is he's so still and quiet and suddenly he jumps up and starts scratching himself or he jumps up and moves to a different part of the bed or he jumps up and runs off and gets off the bed because he needs to go to the toilet or he needs to come and eat something or get a drink or whatever or he sneezes but he's so silent and suddenly and this is a couple of weeks ago I actually was cuddling him and this doesn't happen that often he likes to be left alone even when he's in the bedroom he likes to just have a little bit of space which I do as well but sometimes I also like to cuddle so I'm cuddling him and he kind of pulls away and then I put my hand down and he he rests his face on my hand, which means he's probably, he's quite close to my face, which is unusual, he doesn't want to get that close. Who would want to, you know? You see my face. And, I mean, when I'm doing my hair, when I brush my hair, I actually look at the mirror through binoculars, because I don't like to get too close to the, to the mirror. <laughs> That's a silly thing to say, Whoa. Anyway, so it's so nice. I was looking at him, this beautiful little fairy face looking at me, 
his eyes are closing and they're just really and he's calm and his face is resting on my hand and he's just calm and I'm drifting off to sleep and suddenly he wakes me up he just jumps up and like looks at me who are you what do you want get off me run off stranger danger stranger danger I'm just like oh. he's so childish he's like a winds me up so it really you know it just wakes me up and I'm just literally so yeah so I got me shopping and well, everything I need for the next week I paid off all my bills that I needed to pay off paid back the money that I borrowed to get me through to this week um, and thankfully I was able to pay for the website and the podcast thank thankful thankfully or thank thankfully or thank you to yeah whatever to the people that I've already mentioned to help me to get those payments done so thank you very much for everyone that helped even though most people will be asleep by now. And yeah, so it's everything's done. I've I feel I've got seven pounds left in my bank. It's like seven pounds. So that's and it's it feels good because everything's paid. And then next week I'll have a because I wasn't going to pay my gas bill I had my electric and gas no electric and gas bill that was overdue by a week so I had to pay that but then I had the water bill which I was not going to pay till next week but I paid that today I thought I'd get that gone the shopping was about £100 £90 or something so that's done, and then yeah, forty pound that I borrowed to get me through until this week of food and stuff. I paid that back, and then yeah, it's I'm now. There's something quite good about just having. not about having no money because that's not always that great but knowing that I've got everything I need for the next week you know I've got every, as many yogurts as I need to eat I have one yogurt a day it's really good for my stomach helps to increase the stomach size which is good um, I have I treat myself to a few chocolate bars but not many. A little packet of Twixes, a little packet of free Frito frog chocolates I haven't had for years. And I also got a box of Mars bar ice creams, a Mars bar ice cream things, which is four in there. Box of uh, Iceland, no, not Iceland. I don't know, they connect, they might be Cornettos, I don't know. But uh, some ice cream Cornetto things, four in there. I think they're just uh, nut, nutty ones. 
and a tub of ice cream and I think I got four sponge puddings so that that might sound oh that's a lot but this this is over the week I'm not going to be eating all of it in one go in fact I might not even all, eat all of it over the next week it might last me a couple of weeks it won't <laughs> it really won't but it sounds good but it's there it's just because you know just it's sometimes it's nice just to have it there to have it in the fridge just to say okay you know what if I want a little Twix and they're only not one one finger they're not like double fingers so you know it's not going to stretch me just to have one one finger Twix and I just you know it's, it's a little snack it's a tiny little bit of it's not okay it's not gonna nutritionally probably increase my health but uh, uh, you know uh. so I've got everything I need until next week as long as no weird surprises come along and some bill that I'd forgotten about but I'm pretty sure I've got everything covered pretty sure and yeah the next big payment that I've got to pay is well, next week for the catalogue that's about £100 and the week after well I don't know I don't know what the date is but the first of every month that's when I have uh, loads of things go out so I have the do I have television license the council tax the broadband internet my phone and the iPad all goes out on the first so that's a big chunk of money just all kind of gone I'm thinking I'm trying to think what else there is I don't think there is anything else for the rest of the month. Not this month, July, I mean, yeah, this month. You know, I'd, I'd much rather just have everything that I need and then I can relax. It's, it's here. Although I do have to go to the uh, pharmacy to collect my medication. They missed, they missed out one of my prescriptions that's the one for the mood stabiliser I mean I thought that would have been quite an important one for them to actually include but they forgot they forgot it and I phoned up I think 30, 40 times let me have a look you probably think I'm just exaggerating and I might be but let me have a look. Let me have a look. Doctors Monday. 46 times I called them. On Monday. See? Last Thursday I called them 17 times. Da -da 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 -da. 
see the pre previous time to that. No, I just accidentally called someone, but I hung up hopefully quick enough. So 46 times on Monday. Eventually, I got through to them. And the lady was so friendly. And just, you know, sort of got it all sorted really quickly. But I couldn't believe I had to phone that many times. That's a lot. That. Yeah, that is a lot, isn't it? That's a lot of times you have to phone to actually get through. So I'll click that prescription. Hopefully I won't have to have anything to do with the doctor's surgery for at least three or four months before I have to get another batch for my prescriptions. So that would be nice. So that won't be till near the end of the year. And I'm hoping that things will be back to kind of normal by then. Yeah. So that's it. That's the end of this recording. Um, I didn't mess around too much in this recording, but there was some pretty... There were some good gems in here as well, though. You might have missed them, but there was a couple of real good gems. That I uh, can't remember what they were. But I remember them being brilliant. <laughs> they were fantastic. Oh, yes. So, I'm going to go. going to go. Thank you very much, everybody. For everything. I'm sure I had... Another message that I'm going to read out, even though no one's listening properly now. But let me have a look. Um, um, to say thank you to William for his kind message as well earlier. Yeah, there's a there's a thing doing the rounds on Facebook. And I can't believe. So I posted a little video of Andre on Facebook, just running. He's on his lead, but he's he's running just to show that his legs. Uh, I posted it. Was it Andre's legs seems pretty good now, which is what it was. It's like fifteen seconds or something. And I posted a couple of hours ago. I've had 199 views. It's like... 
guy's so much more popular than me. It's not fair. If I picture a picture, if I put a video of myself on there, I'd probably get about five views. Seriously. I'm not jealous. <laughs> I'm not jealous. Not at all. Oh, I got a lovely pic, a lovely. Uh, no. I just wanted to read out Ella's. Ella's thing. I had something. I had something that someone shared. Oh yeah, this is interesting. Um, Sarah Hitch Hitchcock says this is underneath the episode number 452 Let Me Boy to Sleep My Life Hasn't Always Been Glamorous she says I have replied to this but I've only just seen it again yet another alluring title shame I always fall asleep so I never make it to the end I wake up go back to the last bit I remember then fall asleep again I wrote my job is done which is true one message on here we go Sebastian Uncle Sebastian just a message send me a message on Facebook that I can actually read out <laughs> just once and then I will read it out how about that Um, there was someone shared that's it wait a minute that's what I remember someone shared a video of mine Fourteen others oh, I can't find it Someone shared That's annoying Well it's not that annoying but it's a little bit Two notifications Anyway someone shared a video No they shared one of my My Posts and said, This is, um, oh, that's it, that's it. Wait a minute, I found it. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think it is, I think it might have been that. lost it someone said well, I haven't lost it but someone said this is my friend walking his ferret or something like that anyway that was nice I just like being called a friend didn't know anyone I didn't realise I was anyone's friend that's nice it's Groovy so I'm going to go and for those still listening go to sleep
Thank you very much for listening. And remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. Lots of love. Bye.